0: Welcome to today's edition of Daytime Dialogues. It is my great honor to welcome today Leah Golden. Leah is the CEO of Golden Solutions, which is a consulting company in engineering, and she's also a lecturer at Afeka Engineering College in Israel. But many of us know of her and her husband Simcha because of a tragedy that their family suffered when their son Hadar Golden was murdered during Operation Protective Edge seven years ago, almost to the day. It was on August 1st on the general calendar. And among the things that we know about this is that his murder and the capture of his body was two hours after a ceasefire. When the American government had brokered a ceasefire and Hamas violated that ceasefire. To this day, the family continues to try to bring some element of justice that Hamas should return both Hadar's body for burial as well as Oren Shaul, another Israeli soldier who was killed at that time, and they've been unsuccessful. I had the privilege of meeting Leah last month in Israel right after she returned to the United States, from the United States where she had been on a trip together with President Rivlin and where she met with many leaders. And I thank you, Leah, very much for joining us today.
1: Thank you very much.
0: Uh, Leah. If, if you can give me, give all of us a little bit more of a background. Your son Hadar Hashem Yikom Damo, was a fascinating young man. He was killed, he was only 23 years old, but, but he was an artist, he was a writer, he, what was he like growing up?
1: Yeah, I mean, I have four kids: Ayelet, Menachem, Adar and Zur, the twin boys, the youngsters. And Adar was was uh, really outstanding. I mean, uh, in everything he did. And um, we we used to say my 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 sister-in-law called him the Shumale, you know, since he, day one. And that's what he was, an shumale, you know, a wholehearted, you know, having tova, whatever he was, um, his attitude was to look for the good in every, every situation. And after he was uh, killed and, uh, and kidnapped, uh, we found that he left us with a wonderful legacy. Uh, the, the, the visual, the his art pieces, he was painting and doing wonderful things, and we are running an exhibition. I will tell you about it later. And we had the exhibition in the United States, at the UN, in the European Union. And he also left us with a wonderful written written stuff. He used to write notes to people he loved. And uh, the most amazing thing was Mesilat Sharim, you know, Mesilat Yesharim, right? I do
0: know how to say it any. in English as we call it a book of Musar.
1: <laughs> okay, uh, he, he, he and Tzur went uh, to Eli, to Gnei David for two years before the army and he just fell in love in, in, in studying uh, Mesilat Yesharim and then we didn't know about it but uh, Tzur brought it to us after this horrible Shabbat and he, we found his notes written in pencil around, around the pages. On one, one side he wrote um, a wonderful abstraction of, of the ideas and the, the other side he wrote to himself what he should do in order to improve himself. And we even uh, published it. It was uh, Simcha working on it, Simcha my husband for almost three years to, to, um, to publish it because he wrote it for himself so it's not like a perush, you know, that you can study. So eventually, uh, we call it Lilmot bechavruta to study together with a So if one wants to study it, you can then discuss it.
0: Okay. No, after, after, you, after you mentioned it, I purchased, it was published by Koren publishers. Their official title is, Not How to Build a Life. And it's a magnificent piece. And for such a young man to have accomplished so much, I've seen pictures of his artwork, and and it's just it's overwhelming what he, he was almost, able to do. He
1: he almost didn't sleep since day one. You know, <laughs> having twins, you can always compare. So for his his twin brother was sleeping like four times he did, and when he was in the army commanding uh, the soldiers in basic training. They said they never saw him sleeping. Only when they went to some lecture in Tel Aviv, <laughs> they realized that he's taking a nap, you know? So uh, yes, he's amazing. This, this young man, the brave one, uh, they met Gibor. Gibor. Uh, for him, David Melech was a was uh, model model uh, of life and uh, this young man is for the last seven years is held by Hamas and we are fighting, we are walking the world trying to get him back to, to kever Israel, to bring him to kever Israel. This is the most basic Jewish value, mitzvah, chesed chelemet according to all religions and this is the basic. Uh, value according to the international humanitarian law, you know, human rights, human dignity, and we are still walking this uh, this way.
0: So right now, today actually, the Mizrahi in America began a petition to Secretary of State Blinken. It, it has already been picked up by the Young Israel Movement, already picked up by the Rabbinical Council of America, uh, I'm, I'm just gonna bring up on screen for a moment because I'm not sure, Leo, you've even seen some of the pieces that they're doing around it. But on the screen, I don't know if you can see it, but hopefully everyone else can do it. The petition is at rza, for religious Zionists of America, dot org, slash bring them home. And the idea of this is to petition to the Secretary of State to make that difference and to push Hamas, even though there are no direct communication, to push them to do what needs to be done. Why is now such an important time?
1: Yeah, it's a very important time. We are now uh, after the last war that we had, Shomer Chomot, I don't know your uh, English translation for that, Uh, that happened on on, on May, I mean, and by the end of May, Actually, the United States again enforced uh, a ceasefire. So, actually, we are now um, in, a, in a situation that is like a reflection we had seven years ago, you know, after Operation Protective Edge, where a ceasefire was enforced on Israel. The, that ceasefire that was brokered by the United States and the United Nations with some actually support with the European Union. And uh, this is a very special timing where, where according to all laws, international laws, the, the missing person should be returned. You know, it's uh, according to laws of war, it's, it's the missing in action uh, exchange, you know, uh, between, uh, between those uh, counterparties, but as you know, uh we we uh, live have to live this asymmetry of war against uh, against terror but um what we have been proving during the last 7 years with the help of Nikki Haley and your people at the UN uh, and professor Erwin Kotler from Canada a good Jew um, uh, human rights um uh, activist um he actually proved that the case of Adar and Ron, especially Adar, is a violation, a standing violation of the international humanitarian law. And as, as such, um, they are not the, the, the giving, the, the state, UN state members, the, the good countries that provide uh, humanitarian aid, which they do, they work hard to do now, they are actually illegal if the the, the, the entities that get it violate the, the, the same law, which is very simple because you cannot hold the stick on both sides, you know, to, to benefit this law and then violate it, which it, this is according to the law and according to uh, you, uh, Security Council uh, uh, Resolution 2474 that happened just before COVID-19 entered our life. That says wherever there is a conflict in the world, armed conflict, after the conflict, when agreements are initiated by the good countries, UN state member, they are actually responsible to bring to return the missing persons and the dead as a confidence-building measure to any agreement, any agreement, ceasefire agreement, peace agreement, um, whatever. And we are now at the same situation that we missed seven years ago because we, are, we were too troubled and we didn't know anything about it. But now having all this legal framing and, and, and the same situation, and I keep saying the stars are aligned, you know, the same, the same personas, you know, uh, uh, your president Biden was the vice president of President Obama, uh, John Kerry is still there, you know, it's, it's, it's the same, same situation. So going, uh, and now are the dis- they are running the discussions and the most important thing is that the policy, the policy of your new administration to invest in Gaza, which for that they need the Egyptian, they need the Qatars because they don't talk to terror. So they have leverage. They have a leverage on, on those entities that really can affect Hamas because the Egyptians are the gatekeepers of Gaza, the Qatar's providing, they are not just the Muslim brothers, you know, they provide all the the financial support, like hundreds of millions of dollars every month. And I will talk about it later, if, if time allows. So America has the leverage to make this change and not just that, America can do it. Only America can do it. They did it in North Korea. When, when having said the confidence building measure means that where, whenever you, you want to help or do some good, that, that's the time to put this as a condition a precondition, you know, a time of planning, a, time, a, 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 a test of seriousness, you know? And I know that Americans do it now with the Iranians, you know, and they do it in Afghanistan, so they know. The, the, the only thing is, is, is to get to those right people. And I, I did, I did with, during my visit.
0: So who did you meet with in Washington?
1: Yeah, so I actually, I was hosted by, I, I went with uh, President Rivlin, you know, visit to, to say goodbye, to know your wife, go, uh, head of organization and ambassadors. And I, I spent two more days in, in Washington meeting officials at the White House and State Department. Uh, Barbara Leaf, you know, uh, responsible for Middle East. Uh, Hadi Amar and uh, the <clears throat> uh, Special uh, Presidential Envoy for Hostages Affair, uh, Roger Carsten, is an, am- an amazing person. I mean, he, he's on it. I mean, for him, the, the fact that the United States brokered this ceasefire And what I learned since the beginning, when I went to the state, that Hadar is actually a victim of a ceasefire rather than a victim of a war. And since this ceasefire was broken by the United States, the UN and and supported by the EU, then they they should bear some responsibility for his return, same as they intend to to take care of this ceasefire. and, And on my... Me, during my meetings, meetings I, 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 I was, you know, I simply said, it's your moral duty to bring my son before you stand behind another uh, ceasefire, because where is your credibility? And where is the credibility of the ceasefire? I mean, saying it in my, in my own words, not just legal words, you know? And you know what? I got a truly, truly positive response. I met at the, in New York your 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 uh, ambassador at the UN, um, uh, Linda Thomas Greenfield. Amazing, amazing. She she said, "This should be on top of our agenda, in whatever we do in this region." <clears throat> and she did. She said it also out and loud at the Security Council meeting. So now. I'm I'm out. I'm not an American, you know. I live here. I need you to be my ambassadors, you know, to to deliver the message and and to push it.
0: <laughs> so we will. We'll, we're doing a petition. Who Who else do you think are key people? People watching this. People listening to this. Who should they be reaching out to?
1: Okay. So uh, just to to add on, I also met uh, Ted Deutsch you know, you're, you're in the Congress that he's, uh, he's the chair of the uh, subcommittee uh, of, uh, of uh, Middle East and counter-terror. And I met the two, two chairs of the foreign, foreign uh, committee at the Congress, uh, Gregory Mix and, and uh, Michael uh, McCau. And they were depend- determined, they told me we are committed but, you know, having said that is, okay, so now how to do it is something I need you to step in and to do it. So this is the, 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 the political arena. However, I know, I know, and we all know that uh, we should look for, we should follow the money track, you know, because at the end of the day, it's invest, <coughs> we are talking about investments. So investment, investment should be approved. Uh, behind investment, there are business people. So uh, people, uh, you know, Ga- what's the difference between Gaza and Lebanon? We have, we have the Hezbollah in the North, you know, where this uh, Nasrallah wouldn't dare to step out f- above the ground because he was killed. But we have Gaza, they are celebrating. They are celebrating, they, 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 these terror people, uh, which Tsur, twin brother of Adar, calls them the bullies of the neighborhood, you know? (coughs) Like 40,000 terrorists, they create humanitarian crisis and then right immediately after, the whole world is running to to rebuild (coughs) Gaza which they rule, and they decide what to do, and it was already approved The 70% of the money goes to Hamas. Now, I, I assume that the right people <coughs> that, not, that are behind those investments, they have the right connections to say, stop, bring back those boys, bring back our boys, and we, as one of the guarantees, you know, Whenever you, there is, a, is, 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 a, is an agreement, you know, there are a lot of guarantees in, 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 in such agreement, business agreement. So one of the guarantees and the most important one should be clean the table, bring us back the voice and then we continue business as usual. I mean, this is, is my wish, but how to do it and to whom to talk, you probably know. You know, I believe that, you know, we Jews if not in the first circle, circle, in the second circle, we have people that that uh, understand better what to do. And this is actually um, not just the political uh, 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 path to, fo- to follow, also the, 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 the business.
0: Now you had mentioned earlier, both Irving Cutler and also Nikki Haley. How, Irving Cutler you mentioned had proven legally what the, the violations that were taking place. How, Nikki Haley, was it in her role as the ambassador to the United Nations? Has she continued talking about this? First
1: of all, she's not there. Now it's Linda. Right. It's Linda doing that. And she, she's amazing. I mean, for her, meeting her which her, and her husband is an officer in the army, you know, because I, when, when she came to Israel, we met with her family, and she. But she's not in a in a position now, you know. So it's a bit uh, tricky uh, politically. Uh, but she tried hard to to introduce me to, to to people in Qatar and people that have influence. But at the end of the day, I'm just a mother, you know. I'm not a politician. I'm not a, an a, a advocate. Or I, I, I'm not a lawyer. I'm a, I'm just a mother. I didn't send my son to Gaza, but now I need your help. I need only America has the leverage, and has the knowledge, and has the capability to do it. So I need you to to convince that, to convince that this is a Jewish, Jewish American request, and as such, and during especially during this time where antisemitism rise, you know, and um, a lot of things are bad for us as Jews. This is an opportunity to, to, to take some good step and, and uh, to some good attitude to, to a Jewish problem, which is not just Jewish, it's an international humanitarian case because it's, it's fighting terror at the end of the day as Erwin Kotler named it, he calls it the humanitarian case and cause of Adar Goldin. You know, because it's, it's fighting for a cause, for a cause that, that humanitarian, uh, you know, I met uh, your officials and I learned the, 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 the expression that Barbara and, and Ted Deutsch and, and the others said, humanitarian gesture for humanitarian gesture. I mean, this is what I learned during my last visit. So this is the time, and it's like a windows of opportunity, especially after the war, where America is highly involved now in what's in happening, and agreements are discussed and planned, and this is the time to put it on the top of the agenda.
0: In Israel, is Hadar's cause still very much on the agenda with all of the changes in politics?
1: Oh yeah, that's a very good question. Uh, It's on the agenda, it's on the public agenda. Because, you know, in Israel, we have Tzva'am, it's the people army. Every family, it's mandatory to join the army. Every family has a soldier, either a a boy, a brother, father, uncle, a cousin, every family has it. So we have a lot of of, of, uh, people supporting us. You know, I cannot walk the street without, you know, Touching me and say, "We want you to succeed. We want you to succeed." Unfortunately, our political situation is very we, we, is very complex. You know, just having four elections during two years is is not it's abnormal. Now we are lucky to have now a government with a lot of declarations, but practically there is no change. Same personas are dealing with the same the same position and this is very frustrating because you know I'm consulting in industry trying to improve processes development process and you know we always look for evidence and the evidence here now is that we have the same personas doing the same thing and I don't believe in doing the same thing and expecting different results you know some some wise guy said it
0: yes. and
1: so but so we, we are we, we just I, I am not sleeping at night uh, now during nights, you know, just thinking how not to lose this this special timing, you know, because it's I I keep saying the right person at the right time pushing the right button can bring a daughter home now because it's an hour from from Tel Aviv, you know, and it's the same Eichasanwar that uh, was sitting in Israeli jail sentenced for 450 years. People don't talk about this. He's an architer- architer- terrorist, for killing more, more ter- uh, Palestinians than Israelis. But you know, he is a maher. I was told by, by, by of- officers in the jail that are in contact with him. He's a maher, he's doing business, you know? So, so maybe this is the way to go. And, and, and this way we need you now with, you know, the Jewish ha- Kopf, as my mother used to say, the Jewish thinking of, 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 of looking for, for the right way to, to convince. And only one recent thing, uh, last thing that Erwin Kotler actually also uh, um, made the legal framing is it's not just the Hamas violating this humanitarian law. It's the PA, the Palestinian Authority, is in a standing violation of the humanitarian international law as representing the whole Palestinians in the world. Since they joined the, I don't know, some, uh, saying by saying that means that they are responsible for what's happening in Gaza. Now, what is the connection? Because people, will, claim up till now, no, but this is Hamas, this is Palestinian Authority. But now the recent decision by the Qatar's was to transfer money through the PA. And the PA has some banking facilities and it's a legal entity. And you know, during those whole years, all the transfers were made by, by the PA, you know, so it's not, having, you know, uh, no, independent. Right. Yeah. There is a connection. I need some smart people to think in in, in some creative way to put the, 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 how do you say, to put your, your, your foot in the door, you, you know? Yes. Yeah, and say, okay, you cannot continue the game you know, this ugly game of keeping my son, violating all moral values, all all, all, all laws, everything. And, uh, and at the same time, everyone is acting as, as if it's normal, it's beseder. No, it's not beseder. The
0: has anyone ever said to you that this is wrong? I, I can't imagine you're making your case in Washington or the Jewish communities and people saying, no, don't don't bother, or it's a wrong case. Is there any opposition to it openly? You
1: know, you're asking a very good question. In the States, wh- wherever we were, we walked during the last seven years, whether it was Jewish communities, even Christian people, you know, I will quote, um, um, uh, Christian reverend, uh, you know, the first time we came to New York, and Michael Miller, you know him. He was uh, chair of of uh, JCRC. He organized the press conference in front of the UN, and people from New York Council came together give, give a pitch, you know, of of, of two minutes. And there was a, a, a reverend, you know, a big guy, and he he ta- he said to me, "You will you will succeed to bring your son because there is right and there is wrong." And you are right. You know, it, it, it goes with me, this saying, and, and I get it wherever I go and, and meet people in the States, especially Jewish community, communities, no matter if it's reforms, conservatives, Orthodox, it's unanimous. But here in Israel, it's a different story. In Israel, yes. I can get, I get this, I definitely get this frustrated reaction, but this is for another talk that, you know, uh, I, you know, we keep saying that it's not the, the goal important, it's the process, it's the journey you walk. We say it in you know, it's, we, we go to, to achieve it. But I learned a lot of things. And in Israel, unfortunately, people has to improve their Jewish identity, you know? Not just as their Zionist identity, but mainly their Jewish identity. And yes, I get it, I get it. What do you need it for? He's already dead and I, I can't stand it. I mean, this is my, as a mother and a family. The most important thing to bring my son back to Kevin is So for me, this is my education, you know. is the
0: last uh Please. you know,
1: people keep saying asking me, how how can you manage, you know, my mother, all my all our parents are Holocaust survivors, you know, my mother and father, Zekwonamlivrachain Simra's <laughs> mother, Chaim together, my father. We are like a running history, you know? And only recently, my son reminded me because she, she, he was staying with her while I was studying, you know? And my mother used to say, privilegia you have no privilege to give in. I mean, she said it when we were young, as, as a Holocaust survivor, you don't have the privilege to give in and you know, this is what goes with us. You know, we were educated by the same, by those values, you know. Uh, and, and I look for people to join my journey. And I, you know, at the end of the day, it doesn't cost money to bring dog home. It's a matter of attitude. It's a matter of, of, of uh, seriousness.
0: And uh, being a mensch, you know? And, and on that, unfortunately, our time is up. But I want to bring on the screen one more time the, the uh, address for the petition. Again, rza.org slash bring them home. That takes two minutes to sign. We hope to have thousands and thousands of signatures to be able to present to the Secretary of State, to show him that American Jewry holds this in the highest of values for what's important to happen, what's right to happen. And uh, the more I learn about your son, the more inspiring his life was, as short as it was. And the more I learn about you and your husband, the more I understand why he was such a special young man, as I'm sure all the rest of your children are as well. So thank you, Leah, so very much. Thank you. We stand at your beck and call on anything we can do to help.
1: <inaudible>
0: Have a wonderful <inaudible> day, <inaudible> Thank you. <inaudible>
1: <Bye-bye>.
0: <inaudible>